The Zvol podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast. I'm Zeeshan Khan. Uh, yesterday night, uh, we went over the Eastern Conference over-unders. Uh, tonight, we'll be going over the Western Conference over-unders. And uh, joining me to discuss all these over-unders, live from Southern California, we have uh, Rishit and uh, the Prime Minister of the Great Nation of Kobistan, Doug. How are you guys doing, fellas? Good, brother. Good to hear from you. So all right. Okay, so let's just get straight into it. Uh, obviously, a lot of teams have played their first games, but uh, I don't think that's really going to impact uh, our picks either way. So uh, we're going to start in the Pacific Div- Division in the Western Conference, and the first team we're going to take a look at is the defending Western Conference champions, the owners of the best regular season record of all time, the Golden State Warriors, over under 66 and a half wins. What do you guys think? Definitely over. Uh, why, why do you think that? I mean, they're coming off the best season in NBA history. Uh, the addition of Kevin Durant uh, and the loss of the worst finals performance by Harrison Barnes will definitely be a big upgrade with Kevin Durant. I mean, these guys, they, they can definitely take on last year's record uh, very easily especially with the addition of Kevin Durant. And I think uh, a lot of people don't give him credit uh, for the pickup of Zaza Pachulia, who was a starting center for the Dallas Mavericks last year. Uh, So it's not a total downgrade at the center position. Uh, So I still think that, yeah, they definitely, they have a chance at even beating last year's record, possibly, even with yesterday's loss. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going on the under on this one. Uh, they're going to have chemistry issues, as we saw yesterday, and losing some core pieces, as in Leandro Barbosa, uh, Maurice Spitz, and a couple other, and Andrew Bogut, and uh, some other other bench players. And chemistry issues will definitely be involved in this. As you saw yesterday, uh, Steph Curry, a.k.a. Lil Bitch Boy, is not playing as well. And I'm going on the under. Everyone's just, everyone's just going to take the over because the addition of Kevin Durant and chemistry issues will be involved. Okay, those are great points by both of you guys. Uh, this is a really tough one to kind of handicap because uh, I just believe uh, all the talent I be- uh, will overcome uh, all the chemistry issues in my opinion. But, I mean, given that, I saw some uh, red flags, even though it was just one game last night. Uh, it looks like they're always going to be kind of at a disadvantage on the rebounding edge uh, with the losing uh, Andrew Bogan and Festus Azili. And uh, especially against the top teams that they're probably going to face in the playoffs, San Antonio, the Clippers, 
Cleveland most likely in the finals that most likely everyone's predicting that rematch. These teams are always going to have an advantage over them on the rebounding edge. But uh, given all that, I believe uh, Golden State's offense and their defensive versatility is good enough to kind of overcome that kind of deficiency that they have on the rebounding edge. So given all that, I'm going to go over, slightly over, I think 68 wins, 68, 69. So, okay, but... So, but uh, in regards to the the Warriors, we already see uh, Charles Barkley kind of uh, sticking his chest out, uh, making kind of bold statements. Listen, man, I tell you this: uh, these jump shooting teams, you can't, they can't win. You can't win based solely on jump shooting. Uh, Doug, I just wanted to get your thoughts. What do you think about Charles and his uh, kind of uh, anti jump shooting comments? He needs to keep his old ass in his own lane. It's not the 90s. It's not the 80s. It's a new era. Steph Curry is leading the way with this new jump shooting era. Uh, he's the greatest shooter of all time. I'll go ahead and say that. I'll put that on the record saying Steph Curry is the best shooter in NBA history. Uh, you got Klay uh, Thompson, which is the best two-way shooting guard in the NBA. Uh, and then you got the most offensively talented player with Kevin Durant I think I mean this guy just he has no idea what he's talking about he needs to just take a time machine and go live back in the 90s because it's it's a whole new era and he just needs to come to acknowledge that the Warriors when they won two seasons ago he really didn't have an answer for that did he oh yeah he did I completely respect Mr. Barkley because yesterday as he mentioned uh the fucking lucky ass Golden State Warriors who won had a Every team they played had an injured their injured point guard or injured star player. When they played in the finals, Kyrie Irving was injured and Kevin Love. And everyone said they were going to win last year. Barkley said he would get down on his knees. But Steph Curry, a.k.a. little bitch boy who ain't shit, choked in the finals. And Barkley was correct. Everyone said, okay. oh, Barkley's going to get down on his knees. To the Warriors' defense, Steph Curry was not 100%. Oh, oh, he... But he's 100% when he breaks out. He's 100% when he breaks out in the uh, against Portland. Oh, Steph Curry is back. Steph Curry is back. Oh, but when he sucks, he's just, oh, Steph Curry's hurt. Little bitch boy's hurt. Are you done? We also, the Warriors, were missing their starting center. Their starting center was not playing. The fucking Cavs were missing their starting center and starting fucking point guard the whole fucking series. The, the year before. We're not year? talking about 2015. Yeah, well, I'm mentioning about, that. You want to talk about lucky They got fucking lucky. You want to talk about one fucking game? Well, we're talking about a motherfucking sometimes, series. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. So in that case, yes. Okay, luck, then luck, we'll take it in this, luck, in this I case too. Luck, I will take luck anytime if it was me. Just face it. Steph Curry's a little bitch. Let's get that clear. Little bitch boy ain't shit. He takes it. Oh, nigga gets blah, blah, blah. I just think I just think it's funny how everybody's judging them based off one game. I mean, Kawhi Leonard had a career high thirty-five points. Yeah, and Paul Gasol only had two points. He also played very few minutes, and they had a surprise with Simmons, who came out of nowhere. Okay, maybe to the credit of Greg Popovich, he tends to find these hidden gems somewhere in the D League, but that's besides the fact. It's not going to be an overnight process. This is going to take several games, maybe 
several months. Who knows? I mean, it's it, when you're putting exactly. together that much talent. It's going to take time. So yeah, they're, they're going to lose a couple still, games. He's, he's still, Steve Kerr still has not quite figured out his rotation. Exactly. He still does, there's a lot of things to be figured out. But once it does mesh together, I don't think there's a better lineup in the NBA. Hands down. Yeah, there's not a better lineup, but the Spurs definitely have a better bench. I'll tell you that much. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take a starting five over any bench team. Well, you got, you got you got to manage you, the, you the game. You can have your bench team. That's fine. I'll keep in my starters, and I think we'll win a championship. Okay. With that, uh, we'll move on to the next team, Los Angeles Clippers. Over under fifty four wins. What are your What are your guys' thoughts? Go ahead. I'm going over on this one. Uh, it also depends on the health. And uh, as much as I hate the fucking Clippers because I'm a Laker fan, I still like the over. A good addition with Mo Buckets, re-signing Crawford. And I see them being third place in the West with about 58 wins, 56 to 58 wins. What about you, Doug? As much as it hurts to say this, I will have to say I will be over. Over 54? Yeah. 54 wins. One 54 wins. Uh, a good majority of last uh, last season, uh, Blake Griffin was out due to his careless injury. Uh, so I think with the with him playing in much more games this season, they should have a better record than last season. Okay, I'm going to agree as well. I think uh, slightly over. I think 56-57 wins on this one. Uh they have uh, one of the best starting lineups in the league. Uh, but other than that, I mean, their bench, when they go to their bench in tough stretches of the game, uh, they seem to kind of uh, let teams crawl back in or kind of uh, lose their grip on that game. What, do you think their additions of Raymond Felton, Brandon Bass kind of sure up and Murray Spates kind of sure up this uh, depth issue? Uh, I didn't know about Raymond Felton and Brandon Bass, but yeah, those are pretty big additions. Uh, I don't know how much it'll help, but uh, I definitely see the over, and if it's not over and they lose in the second round again, I see Doc Rivers getting fired. All right. I disagree. I don't think I don't think Doc Rivers is the issue. I think it's uh, it's just those those players just don't mesh. I mean, he just has a bunch of. Uh, almost on the brink of retirement uh, players and uh, just expecting them to all uh, play their role and somehow get through the playoffs. And I mean, we're over here with super teams in the West. Um, I don't see it happening. I mean, they, they will not get past the second round once again. Uh, and I think after this season, they blow up the team. Okay, they seem to kind of never get that... Uh small forward position uh, figured out uh, the other four positions they're rock solid pretty much with Griffin Jordan Reddick and P- Chris Paul uh, where do you th- where do you think they need to turn to to kind of figure out that versatile kind of 6-8 small forward uh, that they kind of need in their lineup well I'll tell you something they definitely can't get that from Paul Pierce uh, I'm not sure I'm not sure where what uh, what moves they could pull off but you know uh, I I do respect uh, Doc Rivers and with his with his decision making. I mean, he's he's a proven winner. He's a proven uh, champion. So I mean, if any anybody's to figure it out, it definitely be him. But I don't 
I still don't see them pulling off any major moves uh, to kind of fill that void at the at the three position. Okay, definitely. Uh, we all agree on that one. Uh, yeah. Clippers over 54 wins. Uh, and we'll move across the hall to the Los Angeles Lakers over under 26 wins. What are you guys' thoughts? Oh, why you got to do that, Zeeshan? Why, why, why got to go right to the Lakers, huh? Okay, so we got them at 26 wins. Yes, sir. I got them, I got them going over. With tonight's win, I feel a little bit more confident. Uh, I see... Uh, Big strides of improvement with uh, D'Angelo Russell this season. Um, I see uh, Jordan Clarkson just very confident, uh, just knowing what he's gonna do. And, and, and uh, it's kind of uh, it's kind of funny to say this, but uh, I guess Swaggy P has really stepped up his game. I mean, he he has really gained the confidence, and uh, he's gained the coaching confidence. I guess him and Luke uh, seem to be clicking and. Even got the starting gig tonight at the uh, at the season opener for the Lakers. So yeah, uh, I think that's going to be a major key. He's, he's stepped up his defense. Offensively, he seems uh, uh, to be playing a, like a team player, actually willing to pass up uh, uh, a good shot for a better shot. So uh, Lakers, I mean, it's going to be a tough season. Uh, but I, I have them winning slightly over 26. I got the Lakers at 30 wins. I mean, they had some additions to the team. Obviously, second second pick, Brandon Ingram, and signing center Timofey Mozgov and Luol Deng. Those were the three main additions. I got them at 30 exactly. I hope it's under because I'm a Laker fan. And if they don't have a top three pick, they don't get their pick this season. 30 wins? Are, are you guys talking about the same team? Yeah, they look pretty good tonight, but I'm not going to take uh, too much stock into one one win over a team that plays no defense at all. Uh, but given that uh, young, solid backcourt with uh, rock solid backcourt with uh, D'Angelo Russell, Jordan Clarkson, but other than that, I mean, journeyman uh, Luol Deng starting uh, their second round, second pick in the draft, Brandon Ingram definitely looks like like a pogo stick running on the floor. I mean. <laughs> He he needs to he needs to gain some weight, put some muscle on. I mean, I I don't know how long he's gonna take to to develop, but uh, obviously a lot of young players on this Laker team, and the future looks bright. But I don't know how long it's gonna take for them to actually kind of contend for a playoff spot once again. So uh, with given that, I think a lot of uh, growing pains in in store for this team this season, and I'm gonna go under. I think. Low twenties, maybe high teens, so maybe like nineteen, twenty-two wins, somewhere in that range. Yeah, bro. Yeah, and I'm yeah, pro- probably somewhere near the bottom of the Western Conference once again. You're killing me. You're killing me. You're killing me, Zeeshan. <laughs> I had to do it to you. Sorry, but uh, with that, uh, we'll go into the fourth team in the Pacific Division, the Phoenix Suns, over under twenty-eight. What do you think? Suns are kind of on the same uh, same route as the the Lakers. I mean, they got a bunch of 
young talent. Um, nothing really crazy there. Uh, I see them going under 28, actually. Um, I think they'll be right there. 26, 27 wins with the Lakers. Um, they got a real nice piece there with Booker. I think he's going to be a future All-Star. Uh, Bledsoe, they got, they got a couple of nice pieces down there, but nothing crazy. It's a very competitive Western Conference. I don't see them winning 28 games. I'm actually going over. I really like this team. A lot of young talent, with, as Booker was mentioned, and Bledsoe. I think Bledsoe will be traded for something, and I see them at 34 wins. Yeah, I mean, this team, uh, for some reason, seems to love uh, Kentucky guards for some reason. They got four on their team with uh, Brandon Knight, Devin Booker, Eric Bledsoe, and Tyler Eulis. Yeah, that's uh, a good point, dude. Dragon Bender, their first-round pick uh, coming over from Europe. It's going to be interesting to see how he plays. But definitely, uh, this team is built on their backcourt, their guard depth with Bledsoe, Booker, and Brandon Knight. So that's definitely the... The heart of their team, I mean, and I'm going to agree with Doug on this one. I'm going to go under. I think like 24, 25 wins maybe. And they're going to be kind of near the bottom of the lottery once again. So uh, that's all I got to say about this team. And all right, let's get to the fucking last team in the Pacific Division. Yeah, the Sacramento Kings uh, moving up north Sacramento. to Northern California. Yeah. Uh, we have uh over-under of 33 and a half. What do you guys think? Obviously, uh, they lost John Rondo. They did add Ty Lawson. Uh, I don't remember who they drafted, but yeah. I also see DeMarcus getting traded this season. He says he's happy there, but he's not. I mean, they're not fucking making the playoffs. We all know that. And I'm going under at 20. Like, what's the over under? I'm probably 26 wins. 33 and a half is the over. Yeah, I'll give like 26 to 28. What do you think, Doug? Uh, this team, in my opinion, has got to be one of the worst-run organiza- NBA organizations in the, probably the past five years. Uh, Vivek Ranadive, uh <laughs> absolutely doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, he's not, in my opinion, the right guy to be leading this team as the owner. Uh, they got a logjam at center with DeMarcus Cousins, Willie Cauley-Stein, and they drafted two more big men in the first round this past uh draft in 2016 georgia's Papagiannis from greece and scalabissier from kentucky so i don't know kind of what they're doing there i mean 
it would seem uh, reason uh, logical that they would deal one of these centers, and obviously uh, this team's only going to go as far as Demarcus Cousins takes them. So uh, I'm going to have to go under on this team. I just think they're a terribly run organization, and Demarcus Cousins. Uh, there's no one really there to put him in place. I mean, Dave Jaeger. Uh, just some decent seasons in Minnesota and Memphis, excuse me, but I don't think he's the type of coach that's going to discipline Cousins and turn it, turn him into a smart uh, leader type player for this Kings team. So given that, I'm going to go under probably 29-30 wins. And with that, we'll move into the Northwest Division. And the first team we'll take a look at is the Denver Nuggets, who have an over-under of 36. Your thoughts, guys? Uh, I'm going under on this one. Another team that is just developing. I mean, Gallo, uh, I think he's healthy. I believe he played today. Yeah, he actually did. He had 15 points, three rebounds. Uh, point guard Emmanuel Mude, and of course, Manimal, Ken Freed. Uh, just a developing team. And I see them going at 30 wins. What was the over under on that? 36. 36? Yes, you sir. Know, uh, I, I, I got to go over. I'll say they're going to be around 38, 38 wins. Um, this team will only go as far as uh, Moutier allows them to go. Uh, depends on his development, how hard he's worked on his game uh, in the offseason. Uh, this is his uh, sophomore season, so um, I'm, I'm hoping that you know he'll, he'll be able to take them to that next level. Uh, they have a lot of nice pieces there, uh, but this team will only go as far as uh, he can take them. Uh, but I think they they do go a little bit more than 36 wins. I say over. Okay, I agree with Doug. I think over 36, probably 38, 39. Yeah, I'm actually going to change my mind and agree. I'm actually going to go 40, dude. Okay, well. Wow. So, uh, they drafted Jamal Murray. From Kentucky, uh, he seems to be like a, a bright uh, up-and-coming shooting guard. Uh, hopefully, they put him in the starting lineup. And then, obviously, Gallo, uh, talented, versatile, small forward, uh, can play the four position as well. And then uh, Nikola Jokic uh, was probably one of the three best rookies last year. Was an excellent uh, addition for them. I think yeah. I think he improves. And then Yusuf Nurkic as well. Young young center for them, so a lot of young talent here. Will Barton uh, always going to be a six-man candidate uh, coming off the bench, providing energy and scoring. So uh, a lot of young pieces, and Michael Malone seems to have gotten comfortable as their head coach. So given all that, I'm going to go over 36. So with that, we'll move into the next team, the Minnesota Timberwolves, who have a lot of expectations this year. A very super young core and new head coach Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, uh, over under of forty one and a half wins. What do you guys think? I'm going over on this one, as you said. Super young core, great team, leading with Carl Anthony Towns. I eventually think they're going to trade Ricky Rubio. They say they don't want to, but they're getting many offers for that, and they're eventually they're going to cash in, especially. After drafting Chris Dunn this year, and I'm going over at 45. Doug? Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to say over on this one. Um, it's 
it's a it's a it's a good uh, makeup of uh, some young talent here. You got some veterans on the team as well. Um, I, I say Wiggins is, is definitely All Star caliber player. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns is the future, uh, probably top five best big man in the NBA right now. Um, they got a lot of nice pieces here. I I would have to say over. Uh, Zach Levine comes in the game. He does his thing. Um, you also got Jordan Hill there. Um, Shabazz Muhammad. Um, a lot of nice pieces here. And then of course they got the the point. Ricky Rubio, the Spaniard. Uh, he's uh, he's good. He's brilliant. Uh, I say over. Okay, I'm gonna agree with both of you guys as well. I'm gonna go over on the 41 and a half. Uh, a lot of young talent, like you guys mentioned. Uh, Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns are the core of this team. The, probably the two best players on the team. And Carl Anthony Towns, obviously power forward, super versatile, excellent defender, can shoot from anywhere on the court offensively, and is able to get out on the perimeter and uh, guard uh, point guards at the top of the key and stop them from uh, killing the Timberwolves on the three-point line. So uh, Tom Thibodeau has had a reputation of kind of wearing out a young players. Do you think uh, we see some similarities from Chicago coming now coming into Minnesota with his, these young guys? Uh, no, not really. Uh, and he'll make them uh, very great defensively. All right. Uh, and then uh, Chris Dunn, the rookie they drafted from Providence, uh, he seems to be like a taller version of Chris Paul. Uh, do you think he's going to overtake Rubio for the starting position? It's possible. I mean, uh, rookie Rubio is one of my favorite players in the NBA. He's just, I just love the way he handles the ball and just really flashy passes. Um, I, I, I see it happening. There's a lot of talks right now about uh, you know uh, having him traded. Um, and his, he's never really proven himself as a jump shooter uh, with a lot of solid uh, point guards in the West. I could see that uh, move happening. And and then, uh, yes, Chris Dunn taking that starting position from him. It's very possible. Okay, Does uh, do we see any kind of uh, MVP-type caliber season from Carl Anthony Towns this season, or is that too early to say? Absolutely, yeah. I mean... Uh, just looking at how he's played so far in uh, preseason, I mean, it's incredible. He's the guy is very, very talented. Probably, like I said, I mean, he's definitely top five big man in the NBA right now. So uh, he's very versatile. Uh, got the outside jump shot. Very dominant on the boards. Uh, plays defense. I mean, you can't really ask for more. Uh, definitely, he, he's he's in the running for an All Star. Okay, with that, uh, we'll all agree on that over, and we'll move into the next team, which is a very exciting team, but one with a lot less expectations this year due to the departure of their best player from last year, Kevin Durant, joining the Golden State Warriors. They have an over-under set of 44.5 wins. What do you guys think about this one? I'm going under on this one. I just don't think Westbrook can carry the team himself. And obviously, Ibaka was traded too. And that's another big departure. And Ines Cantor is a good big man, but not great. But still, Steven Adams there. I see about 40 wins, and I don't see them making the playoffs. 
Wow, that's pretty bold. What do you think, Doug? Um, I see them. I see them going under, um, under those wins. Um, but it's very hard, difficult to tell. I mean, um, Russell Westbrook is definitely gonna be in the running for MVP this season. I mean, it's just this team will go as far as he takes them. Um, other than Westbrook and Oladipo. Maybe a little bit of uh, some Steven Adams and um, uh, Ines Cantor. I mean, there's really not much offensive firepower on this team. I, it's going to be very hard for them to put up some points. Uh, defensively, I think they're pretty solid, but uh, I would have to say under. under. Okay, I'm going to agree with both of you guys as well. I, I think 42 wins, I'm going to go under. Uh, this kind of seems like a little bit to me like uh, the 06, 07 Laker teams. I mean, high usage rate, uh, s- superstar, and uh, maybe a little bit of talent, but not too much around that superstar player. And uh, kind of a 7th, 8th seed kind of in the West feel to me. And I don't think that will be good enough to uh, win an MVP for Westbrook because historically an MVP... The MVP usually goes to a team, a player on the who who's on a team like within the top three of his conference or something like that. So historically, I I just don't think the odds are in Westbrook's favor to win the MVP. Given that I, in my opinion, I believe they'll be one of the bottom seeds, playoff seeds in the Western Conference. So for that reason, I'm gonna go under 42 wins and. I don't think Westbrook will, will will win the MVP, but he'll definitely probably be in the top four or five or something, somewhere in that range of the voting. So we all agree on that one, and we'll move on to the Portland Trailblazers over under forty six and a half. What do you guys think? Easily over. Expect a big season from Baby Dame, Damian Lillard, and a big season from CJ McCollum. A big addition from. Festus, Azili, I forgot who else they signed in the offseason. I think they got Evan Turner, I believe. Yeah, that's correct. And those are the big additions. They also have Al Farouk Aminu. And I forgot the other guy's name. Alan Crabb? Yeah, there we go. He'll have a good season. I also like Myers Leonard to have a great season, and I'm going over. All right, Doug, your thoughts? Yeah, this is definitely going over. Again, another potential MVP candidate, uh, Damian Lillard. He just got a chip on his shoulder, and he's really out to prove everybody this season. Uh, He got uh, snubbed last season uh, as an all-star. I don't even think he made... um, um, What is that called? All-team? All-team, yeah. He didn't make all-team last year, so... I mean, the guy is just really out to prove everybody wrong this season. I think uh, he really pushes this team and into the playoffs. Um, I think he got a, a nice uh, group of uh, players, CJ McCollum, and and uh, the, with CJ McCollum and uh, him in the backcourt, I think they're the second best backcourt in the entire NBA. Um, they got a solid center, Plumlee, um, great wings. They got Farouk Aminu. Um, I mean, they they got they got a nice squad there. Definitely making the playoffs, and I'll definitely say over on this one. Okay, yeah, uh, I'm probably gonna go 
slightly over 47 48 wins probably and probably that would probably be good enough for f somewhere between four fourth or sixth place in the west uh damian lillard cj mccollum solid backcourt for them right there a uh, very offensive heavy backcourt they both shoot three the three ball very well and uh evan turner a good bench guy for them high energy high scoring and uh, festus azili good uh addition for them coming from the warriors and obviously alan crab a good bench guy as well so uh i mean a lot of offensive firepower the defense is probably where the problem comes for them but uh they're going to score a lot of points and make a lot of threes, so I don't know if it'll matter in most of their games. And I think they're going to win a good amount and be somewhere in between fourth and sixth place in the Western Conference. So wow, with, we, agree, we agree again, dude. Pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, next team, uh, which is the last team in this Northwest Division, is the Utah Jazz. And this is kind of an over-under that... I am very surprised with uh, 47 wins for the Utah Jazz. What do you guys think? I'm going definitely under on this one. It's pretty easy, especially with Gordon Hayward out right now for the first couple of weeks. And uh, I mean, it's just a, a building team. I mean, they did add Joe Johnson to their team, but he's kind of washed up. And they added uh, that one guy from the Spurs. What's that fat ass's name? Boris Diaw. <laughs> Bor. He's the Frenchman. So, yeah, I'm going under here. I'll pass it to Doug. Wow. Uh, this is another one of those teams. Um, uh, I would have to say under. Uh, under, I think um, they're a great team. Uh, Rudy Gobert. Solid center with Derek Favors up there in the front court. Uh, solid back court. Great addition with George Hill. Um, it's a it's a good team. I mean, but the Western Conference is just so competitive. And like uh, like Rishit said, uh, with Gordon Hayward, their number one scorer out, um, it's gonna be tough to get in those wins to start the season. So that might put them a little bit behind. But uh, they'll be over five hundred. Uh, but they won't. They'll definitely be under. All right. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I'm gonna go under as well. I did. I think this is way too much expectations for a super young team like this. Rudy Gobert, obviously, uh, kind of limited a little on the offensive end, but they call him a stifle tower for. They don't call him a stifle tower for nothing. Uh, he's excellent defensive player and always in the running for defensive player of the year. And then Derek Favors. Uh, Excellent power forward, young power forward for them. And uh, Joe Johnson and Boris Diaw, good veteran additions uh, coming off the bench. Alec Burks rising for them for shooting guard. And uh, George Hill, very good addition as well. But obviously their best player is Gordon Hayward. I mean, he's their go-to guy in clutch situations. And uh, I think he's going to have a good season as well, but... I just think, like you guys mentioned, the Western Conference is very competitive, and this is too much, too high of expectations, too soon for a very young team like this. So, given all that, I'm going to go under. I think 43, 44 wins, and probably that'll be good enough for six or seven seed. So, uh, with that, that'll wrap up the Northwest Division, and we'll move into the last division in the Western Conference, which is the Southwest Division. And the first team we're going to take a look at is the Dallas Mavericks, over under 39 and a half. What do you guys think? 
under easy. This team is uh, uh, definitely in rebuilding mode. Dirk is in the last end of his career, last couple of years in his career. He's still playing pretty good. I think he put up about 22, 24 points tonight, somewhere around there. I mean, they added uh, not Wes Matthews. Was it Wes Matthews this year or no? Uh, they added him last year, I believe. Last year, yeah. And then they added Harrison Barnes. That's who it was this year. And Andrew Bogut as well. So. Yeah, they pretty much got two of the player, two players from the Warriors, which is a good addition. I like the addition of Bogut, but I still don't see any, anything happening in the Western Conference Finals. And fuck Dallas. Fuck Dallas. I think Mark Cuban would have want to say to you um so um yeah i think uh, dallas mavericks will be right at 41 wins this season uh i think they might just might be able to slide into that eighth spot into the western conference uh to catch the playoffs um the core is still pretty much the same you got the dirt nowitzki there you got uh darren williams um the addition of uh, Harrison Barnes and Andrew Bogut is definitely a plus. Of course, they got some uh, Curry on their team, so can't go wrong there. Mm-hmm. The other, the other Curry, Seth. Oh yeah, Seth Curry. <laughs> so yeah, I mean they're they're pretty solid. Um, just just knowing that they've been together, same coach, same system, same offense. Uh, just being familiar with each other. Um, plus. Adding a couple of key pieces, I think that just uh, that just about uh, gets them to, to the playoffs. So I put I have my forty one. So over. Okay, I'm gonna go under on this one. I think uh, this starting lineup maybe four or five years look four or five years ago looked good, but I mean Deron Williams right now past his prime. I mean no, not really much explosion left in there. Dirk Nowitzki at power forward, well, uh, definitely past his prime. Can still uh, put up a good scoring exhibition on some nights, but for the most part, not uh, definitely a shell of his former self. And then Wesley Matthews coming off an injury um, a couple years ago. Uh, a good, uh, decent shooting guard for them, uh, consistent on both ends of the floor, a good three-point shooter. And then uh, the most interesting uh, aspect uh that you want to see with this team is how does Harrison Barnes react to more touches and uh, kind of an expanded role in an offense. So that that's going to be interesting to see. He's still very young at 24 years old. And then young uh, journeyman, or not, excuse me, veteran journeyman center, Andrew Bogut coming over from the Warriors as well. Excellent defender, uh, skilled uh, big man on the offensive end, excellent passer as well. So uh, he's a good addition for them, but uh, given all that, uh, I'm going to go slightly under, 36 or 37 wins, I think, and they'll probably be like the 11th or 12th seed, I think, or somewhere in that range in the West. So uh, with that, we'll move into a team we saw a couple of hours ago lose to the Lakers, the Houston Rockets, who hired a new head coach, Mike D'Antoni, and then... uh, Dwight Howard also left in free agency to the Atlanta Hawks. And, and now uh, James Harden is running the show. He's now the uh, 
official point guard, but I, I always thought he was kind of the point guard for them anyways. He's always been an excellent playmaker. So what do you guys think? Over, under 43 and a half. Uh, on this one, I'm going over. You, you always got to fear the beard. And they added uh, Nene. And I, th- I expect Clint Capella with a bigger role. And they also added that one white dude. What's his name? Uh, Ryan right. Anderson. Mm-hmm. And I expect uh, over. And I think they also added Eric Gordon, if I'm right. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm going over. Uh, even after tonight's loss, you always got to fear the beard and a great offensive system with Mike D'Antoni. Uh, another small ball team. Okay, take that, Charles Barkley. Um, I think uh, the Houston Rockets, um, I'll say over. I'll say over uh, just because uh, their offensive game is just very potent. Uh, they have a pretty good uh, backcourt, I think, in my opinion, uh, with Clint Capella. Uh, up-and-coming center, uh, great uh, shot blocker, and last line of defense. And then we also got uh, Nene, uh, which is pretty good. Pretty good backup at center. You saw him play many minutes tonight. Uh, Ryan Anderson is a great pickup. Um, uh, Trevor Reza, uh, he's, he's okay. He's just hanging in there. But, um, yeah, uh, James Harden is the man. I think, uh, you know, they go as far as he, he can take them. Uh, they slide into the playoffs, I think. I think they do make the playoffs this year. Um, D'Antoni, great offensive coach. Uh, didn't like him here in L.A. when he was coaching the Lakers, but I think he's a good fit for James Harden and the Rockets. So, Rockets over. All right, we're all going to agree on this one. I'm going over as well. Uh, I think 46, 47 wins for this team. Uh, good enough for probably four their fifth place in the western conference obviously everything runs through james harden uh excellent uh ball handler excellent passer excellent three-point shooter uh needs to fix his uh kind of effort and movement on the defensive end uh as all the rockets a lot of rockets players do probably with the exception of ariza and clint capella probably their two best defenders on this team and uh patrick beverly uh Going through an injury injury right now, he's also an excellent defender for them. So uh, they go in their starting lineup. They go Harden, Eric Gordon, Ryan Anderson, Trevor Ariza, and Clint Capella. Pretty good starting lineup, and uh, they're obviously going to run a fast-paced offense. They're going to score a lot of points, shoot a lot of threes with Eric Gordon, Ryan Anderson, play the small ball type of game that the we see the Warriors playing and sometimes the Cleveland Cavaliers playing that as well. So, but the big question is how are they going to be able to stop opposing teams and as we saw today, the Lakers put up 120 points on them. So, that's going to be the Achilles heel I think for this Rockets team. But uh their offense is super talented, so given that they're going to win a good amount of games and I'm I'm going to take the over on this one. So, with that we'll move into the next team which is the Memphis Grizzlies, over-under of 44 wins. What do you guys think? Definitely going over. I like the addition of Chandler Parsons, which is a pretty big addition, and I love the starting lineup. I think they said they're going to bring Zebo off the bench, which I don't know if I agree with that move or not, but I'm going over because Zebo doesn't bluff. 
Um, yeah, uh, I got them over. Memphis over. I got them winning close to 50 games this season. Uh, Mike Conley, one of the highest played players in NBA history. He better show up. Uh, Marc Gasol is healthy this season. He, um, he started his game today, so uh, even though with he has some minute restrictions to start the season, uh, he's still one of the best centers in the NBA, uh, both offensively and defensively. Uh, you got Tony Allen, hard-nosed defender at the two-guard. Um, you got the veterans like Vince Carter. Um, uh, Chandler Parsons was a great pickup. Uh, you got Zebo there. Uh, I think they're, they're a great team. As always, they will they will be uh, defense uh, first, uh, with a little bit more uh, offensive uh, firepower with the addition of Chandler Parsons uh, as a scorer. I think that that will be definitely an upgrade from last season. Uh, last season they were just really hit with the injury bug, and uh, it was just a rough season. But uh, this year, if everybody can stay healthy, I see them as a 51 team. Uh, easily making the playoffs. Okay, I'm gonna agree with both of you guys on this one as well. I go over. I think somewhere around 46, 47 wins, kind of similar to the Rockets. Uh, I mean, Marcus All when healthy is will definitely garner some t sort of MVP votes. Mike Conley, consistent uh, veteran point guard for them, and then f Tony Allen uh, obviously has been a mainstay there. Excellent defender for them. So starting lineup, they go Mike Conley, Tony Allen, Chandler Parsons, Jamichael Green starting, according to coach David Fisdale, new head coach David Fisdale, and we'll have Zach Randolph coming off the bench and obviously rounding it out at center with Marcus Gasol. So a pretty good uh, solid starting lineup all around the board. And then obviously the veterans coming off the bench, Vince Carter, Zach Randolph, Brandon Wright, so uh, a lot of pretty good pieces, and it will make for a very good team, very successful team, and probably around fourth or fifth place in the Western Conference. And as long as their key pieces stay healthy, they should be fine. So with that, we'll move into the fourth team in the Southwest Division, which is the New Orleans Pelicans, obviously led by star power forward Anthony Davis, who has kind of been suffering from the injury bug. So we'll see uh, how that goes. But uh, it seems like every, every week our, you turn around, uh, he, he has some sort of injury, but we'll see how that progresses throughout the season. Their over-under is at 36.5. What do you guys think? Uh, I'm going with under on this one. I don't like this team overall. Uh... Obviously, the Brow had an amazing game today with 50 and 16, but not really much support. And I think their number, their draft pick in the first round, Buddy Heald, is going to be a bust. Uh, How dare you? Anyone, most players, uh, most players who do good in March Madness and then come get drafted higher, bust. Uh, I can just name one off the top of my head, which is Adam Morrison. All right, Doug, what do you think? What we got him at? 36 and a half. 36 and a half? I think over. Uh, I think they'll be closer to 40 wins this season. Um, Anthony Davis is absolutely phenomenal and unstoppable. 
Uh, tonight he had 50 points. Um, it's uh, I, I, I see this team doing really well, actually. Uh, Omar Asik, uh, good center. Um, you got uh, Tyreek Evans. Um, a lot of nice pieces there. Um, Lance Stevenson, not sure how much playing time he'll get, but um, the only downside is uh, Drew Holiday, his wife, going through some medical issues, and he'll be looking to miss some some valuable time this season. But uh, I think uh, just having Anthony Davis on your team, I mean, that should definitely get you some wins there. I say over. I got him winning closer to 40 games this season. Yeah, I think Anthony Davis will stay relatively healthy this season, and that will definitely benefit the Pelicans. And I'm going to go over. I'm going to agree with you as well, Doug. I think yeah, 38, 39 wins, but uh, that'll probably be like a 10th, 10th or 9th place in the Western Conference, somewhere around there. But uh, other than Anthony Davis, not much really else around him. So given that, I think Buddy Hield will definitely have his opportunity to shine and he'll definitely get a lot of playing time. So it'll be interesting to see how he translates to the NBA game. Uh, obviously a great scorer at Oklahoma, as we saw him throughout the fight. The tournament last year taking Oklahoma all the way to the final four and uh just uh yeah that's really all only two interesting point players to see on this team in my opinion Buddy Heald and then obviously Anthony Davis who's going to be rock solid I think he was good last year but I think people were trying to the expectations for him of him were too high so that's why he kind of uh underperformed in some people's opinions but I think he's going to be rock solid once again, and he's definitely one of the top five players in the NBA, in my opinion. And I think he'll be one of those top five players this entire season. And I'm going to go slightly over on this one, 38-39 wins. And with that, we'll, it'll take us into the last team in the Southwest Division and the last team in the Western Conference. We just saw them last night on opening night absolutely demolished the Golden State Warriors by 29 points. That team is the San Antonio Spurs, who have over-under set at 57 wins. Your thoughts, guys? Um, yeah, of course. We saved the best for last. Uh, additions, a key addition, Pau Gasol, which I think is a great fit for Pau. And Greg Popovich will know how to use him well. And they also added David Lee. And I think it's going to be under because how Popovich manages the last couple of games. Uh, I think the Warriors will have more wins and they'll secure the first spot. But I think the Spurs will have about 55. Doug, your thoughts? 57, huh? 57 wins. I got them going over. I got the Spurs going over. They got... Uh... Uh, I think, in my opinion, an upgrade. No disrespect to the legend Tim Duncan, but uh, with uh, the addition of Paul Gasol, that's a definite upgrade offensively uh, at the center position. Uh, if Kawhi Leonard, if that's any indication, indication of how he's going to be playing this season, uh, how he played last night with a season-high 35 points, uh, it's going to be an MVP-type season for Kawhi Leonard, and the Spurs will definitely go over uh, that many wins. Um, they, uh, the addition of Paul Gasol is great. Uh, David Lee, uh, good backup. 
there in the front court. Uh, if uh, Jonathan Simmons continues to play the way he did last night, uh, he's definitely going to be a star in this league. Uh, great energy, great hustle guy. Um, of course, you can't forget about uh, the greatest uh, coach in the NBA right now, Greg Popovich. Um, possibly NBA history. Possibly. We could save that debate for another day. I got Phil Jackson ahead. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, they do what the Spurs do every year. Every, every year, everybody counts them out. The old guys still got Ginobili he coming off the bench, putting in the points, doing all the hustle plays that are needed to win a game. Uh, the Spurs will be Spurs. I got them winning... Uh, yeah, they should be around, I would say, 61 wins. Okay. Yeah, dude. yeah with this one, uh, definitely, in my opinion, the second uh, best team in the Western Conference. I think they'll be second place when the regular season comes to an end. I'm going to go over the with the 57 wins. I think 59-60 wins. Uh, this team is loaded offensively. Tony Parker, Danny Green... In their backcourt starting. And then obviously in the front court, Kawhi Leonard, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Pau Gasol. Uh, the one thing I worry about with this team is their front court defense. Pau Gasol and uh, LaMarcus Aldridge have been shown have to be finesse defenders, uh, mostly for the most part. And I question if they can uh, kind of get out uh, to the top on pick and roll type plays, action get out to the top top of the key and defend uh, opposing point guards like Chris Paul and Stephen Curry, Damian Lillard, so forth. So that that is the one big question mark for me. But other than that, obviously the best culture in the NBA for the last 18 years. I mean, they've won, I think, 50 games the last 16 of the last 18 seasons, something like that. So they're always uh, definitely, they're always a contender and, They'll definitely be a contender once again, and Kawhi Leonard will definitely be top five MVP voting. And uh, with that, uh, I'm going to definitely take the over, and it's going to be interesting to see how they look like going into the playoffs. So with that, we got through all the teams. Uh, so I just wanted to get an official prediction of who you guys think will be representing the Western Conference in the 2017 NBA Finals. We got the San Antonio Spurs. Um, how would you like us to do this? Uh, just list them one through eight, or just just give me the team who you think is going to be in the the finals. Uh, okay. Um, hard to say. I mean, uh, it definitely it, by far the two best teams are the Golden State Warriors and San Antonio Spurs. Um. The Clippers are third place, um, but after that, I mean, there's really not much going on there. Uh, Golden State and Spurs dominate the Western Conference. Um, I think uh, Golden State winds up coming out the West. Okay, I'm going to agree with Doug. I think uh, Golden State's talent is just too much to trump uh, the culture of San Antonio. And uh, probably uh, too much for the Clippers as well. So uh, with that, I uh, wanted to thank both of you guys for coming on and uh, definitely looking forward to thanks watching for all the games this season. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Right on, brother. Let's do it again. Definitely. And everyone, thank you for listening. And uh, 
I'll probably be back later this weekend for NFL Week 8 picks. Thank you, guys. Go Lakers!